the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 402, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL. Good afternoon. It's Tim DeMoss. Uh, forecast getting cloudy the rest of the afternoon into the evening. A few showers likely, low 42. Cloudy with rain early tomorrow, maybe another uh, time or two over the course of the day. Warming up, 57 the high tomorrow. Then Wednesday, a lot of clouds, a little sun, breezy and chilly. High 43. Eagles, tough loss last night to Dallas. They're at New Orleans this coming Sunday. Giants at San Fran and Monday Night Football this evening. Sixers at Miami tonight. Flyers home tomorrow against Florida. We have a very full hour. Uh, we're looking forward to having my brother Steve and his wife Sharon on from Chattanooga, Tennessee later in the program. They have a son, Michael, age 31, who is in the military. Uh, he passed away a year ago tomorrow, and yesterday was Veterans Day, so I wanted to kind of have them on to share a little bit of Michael's story and also share some good things that God has been doing through the sadness and, and the, the, obviously a heartbreaking uh, to lose your child. Uh, we're going to talk about that second half of our program, but the first half of the program, looking forward to bringing in Pastor Joe Foch, the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia. One of the uh, programs we air on the station is Straight from the Heart for many years, and just a neat time. This uh, afternoon show offers the opportunity to dig deeper and have some of our uh, our own ministries on so you can get to know them a little bit better and uh, all that sort of thing. So we were trying the cell phone, but now we're back to, we're going to give a landline, a little better connection. Yeah, how's this one sound? Oh, much better. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, clearly much better. Better, we'll take that. <laughs> good. Well, it's great to talk it's to rare you. In my life, I can make something much better that fast. <laughs> well, you did. Nice work. It's a miracle. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're familiar. This afternoon program we've been doing for a couple of months now, and the heart of it, uh, part of it, really is to build more locally into the community. And of course, uh, that would include some of the ministries that are already on WFIL and straight from the heart certainly fits that to a T. So this is a, a, a nice uh, opportunity to dig a little deeper. People hear the program every morning and now this, they get a little chance to know you a little more and your heart for things. thought we'd yeah. just kind of cover all those things. I, I don't know if you'd like to, like to start just by sharing how you, you came to know the Lord, your testimony. You can take it as short or as long as you like. It's uh, The floor is yours. All right. Well, uh, how I came to the Lord. Grew up in Philadelphia. Uh, grew up in Longcrest on Rising Sun Avenue. Moved up to Ronhurst in 58. Uh, died a Catholic. Mom a Lutheran. You know, no spiritual reality. Went uh, out of both those systems to drugs. Hmm. And then in uh, 72, had an experience one night, my best friend and I, and uh, the Lord revealed himself his presence, um, probably only uh, maybe two or three times since I've had an experience in his presence like that and just wept like babies, just, and it was like waves of love just washing over, you know, I couldn't, but there was a person, a personage there present. So 
I remember the next day, I got up, the sky was blue. I never re- re- realized it. It had always been, you know, the birds were singing, never heard them before. The trees were green, wow. never saw them before. I mean, it was just so different. How old would you have so been then? then? About, uh, you, was, I, was, I was 22 years old then. Okay. Was there anything that led up to that? Like this friend, was that a person you'd Yeah, I had a friend. You know, I was playing rock and roll, playing in nightclubs, playing around the country. I had a friend, bass player, who uh, became a believer, and he was witnessing to me. And we were kind of, you know, messing around with Eastern meditation and, you know, what everybody who drops acid does. Yeah. And, uh... And I got aggravated. I was getting aggravated with him, you know, <laughs> and uh, started to look in the Bible to argue back with him. And God saved doing that. That's funny. So that that'll yeah. happen. I've heard that happen before. <laughs> <laughs> that happens a lot. I I'd like to see a, a new rash of that today. The truth. Yeah. Well, and you know, uh, for those tuning in, we're just uh, chatting with Pastor Joe Foch, Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia. Um, you know, one of the things that may be a natural segue to. The services that you do, and we can come back to more of your story too, but just at least as a parenthesis, your services often, you're going, you're just going through verse by verse, right? Chapter by yep. chapter, very systematically. Is that at all tied to the fact that when you went into the word intentionally to prove it wrong, you came out the other way? Or where'd that come from, that verse by verse? No, approach? I think, you know, when we first got saved, 72, we bounced around to different Bible studies. There was a a friend of mine who's passed gone on to be with a Lord named Carl that had a study in the basement of a church in Germantown. We went to the Catholic charismatic means. We didn't know where to go or what to do with ourselves, you know. Yeah. And a friend of mine had moved to Southern California, and finally in uh, 76, I moved to Southern California. And when I got out there, I was introduced to Calvary Chapel. And uh, in the process of time, certainly sitting under Chuck Smith, I learned to teach chapter by chapter, verse by verse, you know, listening to him do that opened the word to me. And, um, you know, I kept saying to myself, I knew that's what it meant. I knew that's what it meant, you know. And uh, when we moved back to Philly in 1981, I married my wife out there, Kathy. Our daughter, Joanna, was born out there. We moved back here in 81, looked around for a church, and we visited a lot of good churches, but it, it wasn't our flavor. We were used to going to church in our jeans taking our Bible and underlining, you know, listening to a study. So uh, November of 81 started a Bible study in the basement of a catering hall here in the area, about 25 of us. And uh, by June of 82, six months later, there were 100 people coming to the Bible study, and they were saying, hey, what about Sunday morning? What about Sunday? I said, you know, I'm not going to come here by myself. Most of you guys go somewhere. They said, no. So June of 82, first Sunday morning service, over 80 people were there, and uh, and it's just grown since then, you know. Wow. Wow. And now there's about, yeah, there's about 26 Calvaries in the area that have spun off. And, uh, you know, we, we moved from the catering hall to the mall up at Street Road in Bustleton, and we ended up doing... We were doing six services on the weekend, Saturday night, four services Sunday morning and Sunday night. They were all jammed. And then I was tired till Wednesday. And then we finally uh, <laughs> moved over to where we are now. We've been here, I think, since 96. And uh, just it's a, been a huge blessing to pa- see what the Lord's done. Oh, Never yeah. expected it. Pastor Joe Foch, Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia, our guest. The program Straight from the Heart, weekday mornings, uh, 7.30 each day. You're welcome to tune in, obviously, and enjoy that. Uh, from that church perspective, obviously, you just said they never expected it. 
what would you think if you had to, as much as we can know, or, or you know, God says, know me, right? Don't figure me out necessarily, like what yeah. I'm, how I do what I do. But if you look back, is there some things that you feel really were instrumental in why people were attracted to this? Is it just God's word itself and put it out there and that's what what happens? Or there other Yeah, I, you know, I think you teach the word of God and the power of the spirit of God and feed the people of God. And then the Church of God grows. You know, I, the, I don't think there's necessarily, you know, secrets. Um, Chuck Smith, you know, used to say there's three s- secrets to church growth. Uh, genuine spiritual worship, genuine spiritual exposition, and number three is no more steps. Uh, you know, uh, s- somebody asked J.I. Packer just a few years ago, uh, if he had advice for young pastors, and he said five things: teach the word, teach the word, teach the word, teach the word. And when you're done, teach the word. Hmm. He said, if young pastors in England and the United States have been doing that for the last fifty years, we wouldn't be in the problem we're in today. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Joe Foch, senior pastor of Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia, on the program, straight from the heart, is the radio show you can hear each weekday morning at seven thirty. A little break here. We'll come back and continue our conversation with Pastor Joe on AM 560 WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 413 AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Very pleased to have Pastor Joe Foch from Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia and straight from the heart program each weekday morning 730 on WFIL. Uh, do you remember about when Straight from the Heart first hit the airwaves here? Yeah, it was probably maybe around 83, somewhere in there. Wow. And we went on Saturday mornings once a week. Yeah. <laughs> and then, wow. And then as time went on, Greg Glory went off. And the guys from FIL called and said, you know, do you want Greg's slot? And uh, we weren't a big church at that point. And I said, well, how much? And they said, well, uh, I, I, I said, pray about it and get back to me. So they got back to me. I said, you need to pray more. You know? <laughs> and then finally, you know, they, they were very gracious, and they brought it to where it was comfortable for us as a, a fledgling, you know, church in the area, and uh, we went on then f- five days a week, and we've been on ever since. That's unbelievable. It's really a great, and it's a great blessing to have that tie in the community that way, and I know it, it further strengthens the radio station with the community and vice versa, and so, we're, you know, with a lot of listeners I know who, who also uh, go to Calvary Chapel of Philly, uh, and so Monday through Friday, it's been that time slot. Uh, you know, I, I was here at 82, very briefly, 88, 90, 95 to 04, and now I'm back again. So has has it ever changed during those years? I've been able to listen in and I went to Penn State. And went no, I think I think since we took that slot in the morning, that's where we've been, and it's been a great slot for wow. us. You know? Yeah, well, and, uh, comfortable pair of shoes for people to tune in, and there it is. Yeah, so. and and we have an audience in Philly. You know, just obviously the the internet and uh, you yeah. know the, our our app is gets huge you know traction, but. We still have radio listeners in Philly, you know, yes. and this is our this is our home. This is our place. I mean, we've done five Harvest Crusades here, and the radio was a huge part of that. You know, being able, F- FIL was hugely supportive, and um, 
it's been a part of us, and I think it's an important part of us. The, is the music the side, it, well, we're very grateful to be here and, and to support in that way. I know the, also, I mentioned the Katinas earlier, but uh, they would sometimes come by the station, do an interview, uh, and then be part of the concert or concerts over the over the course of that weekend. Is there still some music going on occasionally at the church or a concert here or there? Or oh, yeah. That? On the on the 24th of this month, the Katinas will be here Saturday night. It's a free concert. Oh, wow. And okay. then they'll be doing all three services Sunday morning. So Oh, excellent. Uh, we have, yeah, we have a great fr- – I've known them since they were teenagers, 17 years old, since they were kids. <laughs> you, know. you know, when they were here one time, I think it was Jesse, I'm not sure, which, or Sam, but one of them said – and if you're just tuning in, we're, we're talking with Pastor Joe Foch, Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia. So the 24th of November, Katina's there. One of them said to me, you know, we get this all the time. People say, you guys are the nicest guys. You're so nice. And they said to me, I don't mind that, but I really – I kind of correct people. I say, I'd rather you say that we're kind. Because scripture doesn't say be nice, just be kind, <laughs> among other things. But it really yeah. the importance of the word. Yeah, you, you people. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. But it matters because you yeah, tell your child be nice. <laughs> where does it say that? <laughs> so, yeah. but and, and that's just an underscore again. You know how you preach uh, and, and go through scripture verse by verse. And it, is it in there? What does it say? And go back to it and scour it again. So. I thought you may appreciate that. And you know, that. look, the thing with Scripture is, I've taught Genesis to Revelation a number of times now, and every time I'm back to a passage I think I'm familiar with, I find stuff I never saw before. So it's, it's, it still fills me with wonder, you know. Amen. Amen. It, I often like to ask guests on the program if they have a favorite verse or two, or, or that may change over seasons, or... Uh, and again, God's word stands above what we like or maybe don't gravitate to naturally. But is there anything that strikes your heart a lot over or has over the years, whether it's from the early days or more recently? Well, my favorite verse usually changes month by month. Yeah, okay. Um, That's fine. <laughs> you know, but I mean, uh, I, I love Ezekiel twenty two thirty. you know, where the Lord says he sought for a man among them to stand in the gap, you know, to make up the hedge that he might not destroy the nation. And just, yes. it reminds me how important prayer is. And I, and I look at our nation and I thought, I, I'm just aware he's not looking for a group or a movement or a denomination, just for a man or a woman that'll genuinely pray. You know, that's just hmm. part of what I believe, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what we do without that, to tell you the truth. You know, it's funny, I, I was part of the Jesus movement, you know, all the hippies getting saved. If we would have had iPhones, we'd have turned the world upside down. <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course, the people who didn't get saved, if they'd have had iPhones, we'd have never seen them again. Yes, you know, that's... A... LSD and an iPhone would have been a bad combination. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. Chat with uh, Pastor Joe Foch, Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia. You have a men's event coming up we want to make sure folks know about as well. And uh, yeah. yeah, so tell us about that a little bit. Well, we, we used to do uh, conferences at different places, but it was it got more and more expensive. So we started to do them at church for free. We take an offering, and we'll always have, you know, 1,800, 2,000 guys uh, out, and it's wonderful. So on November 16th and 17th, we have uh, a men's conference, and it begins on uh, Friday evening, communion. We worship, great night of worship and testimony, and we have a number of speakers, Mike Rozell and John Randall and... Uh, uh, Sandy Adams, just some great Bible teachers in, and 
it's going to be it's going to be a great time. I'm just looking forward to it. So the conference is free. Everybody's invited. So and it's Friday and Saturday. So sixteen and yep. seventeen. Uh, Friday night is started. You know, roughly is it like start a Friday evening? Yep, at seven thirty. Okay. Communion service. We have some guys giving their testimony. Then afterwards, there's free wings and ice cream. Ooh, yes, uh, I think we ordered over four thousand <laughs> wings. So <laughs> that's a nice move. And then Saturday, yeah. all <laughs> Saturday's a and pretty. Then Saturday full starts at nine and it goes till about three in the afternoon. That's great. So I, I think I've heard a little blurb on the on our station uh, where you kind of in, encourage the ladies, say, you know, kick your guy out of the house, give him. Yeah. <laughs> If he doesn't come back change, you get your money back. Yeah. That's why they're free. <laughs> That's good. So, uh, ccphilly.org. You can find out more info. We're going to take a short break. Come back for a few more minutes with Senior Pastor Joe Foch of Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia. The program in the morning is called Straight from the Heart. 7.30 weekdays. Those wings, I can smell them now. Back in just a moment. AM 560 WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 423. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL. Been doing this for a couple of months now, and one of the reasons we're excited to have this program because of the ability to be as local as possible and uh, every now and again shine a spotlight on local ministries that are on WFIL, like Straight from the Heart, which you can catch every weekday morning, 730 till 8, with Pastor Joe Foch, who uh, is our guest this afternoon for a number of reasons. We've heard some of your testimony, heard how Calvary Chapel kind of came together. The Lord brought that together as a church, coming to WFIL as far as being on the air. And you've obviously been serving the Lord for a lot of years. Wanted to just kind of, not that you haven't been already, but have a little platform here. If you step back from all of that, and if you had some things you wanted to share with, uh, you know, with the rest of us, just words of wisdom or thoughts that are near and dear to your heart at this uh, time in your life, what, w- what would they be? You know, there, there are several things. Look, I, I had the privilege of living through a genuine awakening in the church, the moving of the Spirit in, the, in 69 to 72. And um, I would, that's, we're, without that, we're dead in the water, you know. We're, we're outmanned and we're outgunned by the world, um, you know, Fifty percent of kindergarten kids have mobile devices now. Half of them have been on pornographic sites. That's one out of four. The fastest growing users, eleven to thirteen. One out of three new users in America is a woman. I just think without a, a, a revival and a moving of the Holy Spirit, you know, we're dead in the water. So we changed our Sunday night eight years ago, our Sunday night Bible study into a prayer meeting, and, and we've got several hundred people that come every Sunday night. Jim Simmel is a friend of mine. Of course, he's got the Tuesday night prayer meeting up there. But I'd like to invite anybody who wants to, to come and pray with us on Sunday night for revival in Philadelphia and the city. And mm. I think that's huge. I think the nation's become divisive. God has not called us to be political. He's called us to be moral. You know, as a church, individuals are called into the political realm. That's great. I think they should do that. But the church itself is called to be moral, not political. We're called to be spiritual, not Democrat, Republican, you know, independent. I, yeah. And I think if that's become divisive, and, and I think we need to realize, look, we're citizenships of another—our citizenship is in another world. We, because of that, we should be good citizens here. We can't do that without being moral citizens. But— 
but this is not our home. We are passing through, and we got to take as many people with us as possible. <laughs> and uh, yeah. we need revival. God forbid, you know, Chuck Smith, J.I. Packer, Charles Stanley, Warren Wiersbe, these guys are passing off the scene, and they're handing the baton to us. And if we take that in the energy of the flesh, God forgive us. Hmm. You know, we, we need the, the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives as pastor. We need to be committed to the Word. Not Everybody talks about being culturally relevant. And, and you know, I, I watch young pastors go online. They could never do that before. And they make up their own menu. Where's the crowdest place, the most crowded? What's the coolest place? Where's the, the light show and the laser machines and the smoke machines? And they kind of put together a smorgasbord of what they think produces a successful church. And yet, 1,500 churches a month are closing. You know, it's, it's not working. We, we need to get back to the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. We need a genuine revival. And we don't need to be—that's not cultural. You know, if you're a Chinese missionary, you're culturally relevant. They've been there for thousands of years. Right. This is trend—what they're talking about really is trend relevance, and it dies out in 10 years. It's gone. It comes and it goes where the Word of God abides forever. And Jim Simula said it perfectly. He said, look, the church never moves forward without falling back. The church never moves forward unless it falls back on the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, so Amen. That, that's my passion at this point. Amen. Amen. Pastor Joe Foshman, our guest, Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia. You can catch the program every weekday morning, 730 to 8 on WFIL, straight from the heart. And uh, all that said... How can people pray for you? You have a lot of responsibility, obviously, with the church. I'm sure you've learned to delegate and and manage from afar and be involved. But uh, still, there's a lot of people under your care and and, and involved uh, on your radar. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So how can people pray for you? Well, me personally, just my alone time with the Lord. All of this is wonderful, but it's grown. It, It can eat you alive, keeps you busy. It's good stuff, you know, but originally I just wanted to teach a Bible study. I just need to get alone with the Lord in Scripture. And people can pray that, Lord, keep a hedge about my my wife and I and our kids and our grandkids. We're high-priority targets. There's always a mortar coming down somewhere, you know, so <laughs> yeah. yes. I appreciate some coverage. Yeah. You know, I need air support, so. Good, good, good. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day, and uh, it's great sure. to have that conversation. And again, the men's conference coming up the 16th and 17th, and ccphilly.org, is that the proper yep. website? Okay, so yep. for, for that conference, for the Katinas on the 24th of November and in general, and that Sunday prayer meeting you mentioned, the Sunday evening, what time does that start? That's 6 o'clock every Sunday evening. It's two hours. Okay. Thanks again, so, Pastor Joe. Great talking to you, Tim. Appreciate everybody at FIL. They've been great to us over the years. Our privilege. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day. All right. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Joe Foge, Senior Pastor, Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia. Very pleased to have him on today, and hopefully we can do so again before too long. We'll take a short break, and then I want to welcome my brother Steve and his wife Sharon on from Chattanooga, Tennessee. They... Um, their son, Michael, passed away a year ago tomorrow. He was a veteran, actually, only 31 years old, and will share some of his story and also how God is bringing through a lot of uh, beauty from the ashes, if you will, and, and some really uh, beautiful things in, in the midst of hard circumstances. That's coming up here in just a couple moments. AM 560, WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 4.32 a.m. 560 WFIL. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. 
if you think of it, spread the word. Let other folks know about it, too. We'll get into uh, our next segment here in a second. Just a forecast first. Getting cloudy with a few showers tonight. Low 42. Clouds and rain likely tomorrow morning. And maybe another time or two over the course of the day. Warming up, though, to 57 before dropping to uh, a high of just 43 on Wednesday with a lot of clouds, a little bit of sunshine, and uh, breezy on Wednesday. Eagles, tough loss last night to the Cowboys. They're at New Orleans this coming Sunday. Giants at San Francisco tonight, Monday Night Football. Sixers at Miami this evening, and the Flyers are home tomorrow against Florida. My brother Steve and his wife Sharon live in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and uh, they have two wonderful children, and they also had a a third child, Michael, who uh, passed away a year ago tomorrow. And uh, he was in the military, and in light of Veterans Day being yesterday, I just texted them um, this morning, and I said, would you mind coming on the program, talking a little bit about Michael? And um, so, anyhow, without further ado, let me bring them on to the program. Uh, hello, guys. How you doing? Hello. Hey there. Hey. Hey. Checking in from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And uh, sure. I'm glad to have you on this afternoon for a little while. Uh, Veterans Day was yesterday. And I wanted folks to hear about your sweet boy, Michael. And uh, he is a veteran, served in the military. And uh, we, you know, we lived near each other for many years. And then you guys moved out of, out of the area maybe 10 years ago. And thought you could tell us about, about Michael and, uh, and his service. And, you know, even just uh, who he was as a person and also his time in Iraq a little bit. Whatever's on your heart at this time of year. Well, thank you, Tim. I would say that um, one of the things that would probably sum up Mike's service in Iraq and kind of how he lived his life would be John fifteen thirteen. Um, Greater love has no one than this, and they lay down their life for a friend. Um, Mike was a very outgoing guy who loved life. Uh, some of his favorite things were the Eagles. Um, giving gifts, politics, his friends, um, joking, and family and party time. And yeah. um, one of last year, when he passed away on the 13th of November, um, due to PTSD from uh, his service in Iraq, uh, probably about 20 of the people that he served with came to the funeral from all over um, the United States. And it was an amazing time, and they all said they would come back this year. And, you know, I think Steve and I both were like, well, you know, that's a nice thing to say, but, you know, people get busy and life goes on. Um, But uh, they all made a decision, pretty much most of them. One girl came from layoff, arrived yesterday at 10 and left at 7. Wow. Um, And... uh, you know, people came from Texas, New York, um, Florida, Virginia, all to be here. And one of the guys as they were leaving today said, we'll never know. You'll never know how much Mike did to make our life so much better in Iraq. And um, and that coming to our house and being with us and celebrating Mike's life was as cathartic for them as it is for us. And that. Mike was the glue of their friendships, and he kept them together because uh, they all, you know, went on with their life and had kids. But he would call them up, and he would talk to them and, you know, try and keep everybody, you know, connected through the years. Uh, he served from 2004 to 2008, and 
was in Iraq and Ramadi and probably the worst part of the worst years of the war there um, in Ramadi from 2006 to 2007. Wow. Yeah. Chatting with uh, Sharon DeMoss and my brother Steve. They're in Chattanooga and uh, their son Michael served as uh, Sharon just mentioning in the military and uh, passed away a year ago tomorrow. I guess what's today? 12th. So tomorrow is a one year anniversary and um, covering a lot of ground there. There's a lot that you know, you've had to experience this past year. And um, on a high note, I guess this weekend, you had those folks who came to honor him last year at his service really came into town this weekend. Tell us how God has uh, used, you know, used his life in, in in the midst of all the struggles and challenges, how God has used his life. And you got to see some fruit yesterday. Yes, well, um, I would would like to, and this is Steve, and I would just like to say that it was, losing our son was probably the absolute worst uh, experience of our lives. Um, You know, we prayed for him for 31 years, and his life was, every day we were just living, we we, we would always be wondering, you know, how he is and and all that, and then then to have him gone, it was uh, devastating. Like it was uh, no no worse feeling than losing a losing a child. Yeah. But uh, you know, as Christians, we were looking for okay. We believe you know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purposes. So we were committed to trying to. We can't understand it. And there's so many questions. But then we said, look, we're going to look for the good. And so, as Sharon was saying. You know, it was amazing to see the, the, when he died. You know, the, the cemetery people said we don't have a turnout like this. This is so unusual, and people came from all over. And then again, a year later, yesterday, there was people represented from like ten states in, in the United States. And and then, but then beyond that, um, the Lord provided a a man who's a veteran who uh, who speaks to veterans. And he happened to be available. You know, it was, again, God's working together for good and brought him to the, uh, the grave site for a ceremony we had yesterday. And a number of people uh, asked God to come into their lives uh, after he was done speaking. And um, it was just, it just blew us away that uh, because of Michael's passing, all these people came together and and then people came to know Jesus because of that. And so as much as we are heartbroken about our loss, um, we're still seeing the Lord just doing one thing after another that's good from a bad situation. It wouldn't seem very bad. Yeah. My brother Steve DeMoss and his wife Sharon calling in from Chattanooga yesterday, Veterans Day. Uh, tomorrow, the one-year anniversary of the, their son, Michael, my nephew, uh, who passed away a year ago tomorrow, age 31. Do you want to share a little bit of that story? I mean, because I'm sure even in the midst of the um, unbelievable turnout yesterday and how God worked, it's still obviously, you know, not easy. So uh, just some of the things you guys had to wrestle with over the years, because Michael went over to Iraq when he was 19, 20, something like that. Very young. Uh, right out of high school. He was 18. July 2004. He graduated in June and then left. Yeah. And as Steve was just sharing that a little bit, the idea of um, having to think of a, a child overseas and also just 
wanting to know, you know, as anybody does with their children, like, are you on board with the Lord? You got him solid. You know, are you are really walking with him? And I know that wasn't always the case, like really knowing for sure where he was at. But even at last year's ser- service, I remember uh, Steve sharing about that and feeling like the way that you really felt like he was on board with the Lord was because of the way he his the testimonies from his friends about how he was laying down mm-hmm. his life for people. Not mm-hmm. in so anyhow, maybe just the on the general scale, like how how things were for you guys over the years, and even what the Lord taught you over the years that allowed you to um, to be in this place right now, and because it's it wasn't just a one time thing, you know. So, uh, I mean, he moved back here with us in Tennessee from the summer of 2015 and died in 2017. Was arrested probably three or four times. Uh, during that time, couldn't hold down a job, had severe PTSD, and he was 19, uh, doing intelligent work in Ramadi, which was extremely hard, um, and it just affected him in many ways, you know, his brain and his heart and severe nightmares and just the medication just made him feel crazy and he'd rather use alcohol to help with the pain. I guess the- never knowing, you know, I, I remember the day he died, the, the detective called from uh, Murfreesboro, and I was like, <clears throat> so he's been arrested again, and he said, no, he's passed away. I guess, you know, it was just like never knowing, never knowing if the ambulance driving by or the police car driving by, that was him. You know, having to call the police here often to come in try and deal with him. Um, As he's processing being, uh, I mean, he he was out of the military by what year? About- 2008, July 2008. Okay, so it was a struggle just, you know, post-208 to, to last yes. year. So for 10 years yes, it was... Yes, he dealt with, yes. He was in rehab Yeah. 10 times, tried to commit suicide at least four um, that, yeah, but through it all, he he was always there for the people that he was in rehab with. I mean, I, we've had so many people come up to us and say, "If it hadn't been for Michael, I wouldn't have made it. If it hadn't been for his how he entered my life, I I don't know where I'd be." Um, he was just a bright light. One of one of his intelligence officers said Mike was a bright light, and not just because he was so bright, but because he just brought a bright light with him wherever he went and made a bad situation a much better situation. Yeah. So I would say despite his pain, he was always trying to make other people feel better. Yeah. Talking with my brother Steve, my sister-in-law Sharon from Chattanooga. Not an easy topic, but something I think is appropriate for a number of reasons. Life's kind of a it is a mixed bag at times, right? Um, their son Michael passed away a year ago tomorrow from PTSD after uh, serving in Iraq some years ago. Veterans Day being yesterday. Asked if they'd be up for sh- uh, sharing about Michael's life, his struggles, his service, and the Lord's redemptive work. An ongoing, really, redemptive work through all these things. We're going to take a little break here and then come back and wrap up our time together. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. It's AM 560 WFIL. It's The Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 446 AM 560 WFIL. Listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for doing so. 
uh, talking with my brother Steve, sister-in-law Sharon from Chattanooga. Their son Michael served in the military, uh, passed away a year ago tomorrow. Of course, yesterday was Veterans Day and just wanted to have them on uh, to share uh, there's some of the story, but um, one reason I knew I wanted to have you on, besides the obvious things, is there are a lot of parents listening. Maybe they didn't have a son uh, or a daughter go into the military, but maybe they've they've suffered loss in another way, or the details of life just haven't lined up, or they can't explain it, or there's a lot of question marks about things. But um, you've seen, despite all these struggles and life is messy, you guys have seen God's faithfulness, and you're still, even though it's difficult, you still want to hold on to him and, and have been able to do that. I, I want people to know that, and uh, I don't know if you wanted to share a little bit about that struggle of of being able to just keep holding on to him, even if you don't have the energy, or let him just hold you guys through it. I was just telling people last night, I said, it, there will always be questions of why, but if I didn't loved the Lord and didn't have a strong faith. I, I don't know how people who don't love Jesus do this. Um, hmm. And I don't understand God's ways, but um, I just have to accept it. You know, we, we accept it and to try and look for the good that can come from it. And I think the fact that four or five people accepted the Lord yesterday, that Matt had started to stay dry through it to to help other veterans and homeless people, that we've our circle of friends. And, and I mean, the year that Mike died, uh, I had a friend whose brother committed suicide. And so because of that, I've been able to be, I think it just makes you more aware and you're more real and you can, people are going around hurting everywhere and they don't talk about it or they try and hide it or you're not aware of it aware of it and yeah. I think the thing this has done it's just opened different places where we can really reach out to people who are you know family that are struggling friends that are struggling people on the street the homeless Matt picked up a, a, a veteran the other day who had broke who had been mugged and had uh, broken his neck and he couldn't get from one place to the other and Matt said thank you for your service what can I do for you? And the guy said nothing because he thought Matt was trying to give him a handout and he wanted to be independent. Matt said, I'm just thankful for who you are. And he goes, well, if you really feel that way, could you just give me a ride? Because it's so hard for me to get around. So Matt was able to take him to where he lived. I I don't think that if we hadn't gone through what we did with Mike, that we would be as sensitive, all three of us and Stacy too. Um, yeah. as sensitive to the pain other people are going through. So. Well, and you know, yeah, and it's not trite to be able to say, you know, where you can get help for that pain and w- with the struggle. Um, I know right. that that's, you guys know that. Uh, also, mm-hmm. as you mentioned a minute ago about Stay Dry, uh, your son Matthew, one of another pieces of fruit coming from Michael's life is Stay Dry. I don't know if you guys want to share about that a little bit. Uh, what that's what that endeavor is. Matt's nine. Was Matt nineteen now? Yeah, he's turning twenty in in, in December. Okay, but you know, and he still is. Uh, it's very very difficult for him the loss of of his brother. Sure, and um, and for him to process this, 
I think this is how he can best do it, is to still care about fellow veterans uh, who may be going through the exact same thing Mike was going through. And we can't help Michael now, uh, but but maybe there's other veterans that are struggling with either alcohol addiction or um, uh, just loneliness uh, and things along those lines. And, and so Michael, Matthew is creative. He's got artistic abilities, and he used that to design a shirt and uh, clothing, a clothing line that he's called Stay Dry. Mm. And he's trying to communicate through that, um, that, you know, he's tr- encouraging people that you, you don't have to drink to be able to enjoy the gift of life. And so he's hoping to help some, like he's doing some concerts in which are uh, promoting the concept of, of not having to drink and party and go crazy and yet still enjoy music and, and art and other things. And, uh, and ultimately, he wants to point people to Christ, but uh, sure. he's not preachy about it through this, but he's trying to promote, um, begin the conversation and, and let people know that life's more than just partying and, and you know and drinking yourself into a stupor when you're in pain, uh, which his brother was with the nightmares and all that he's, he faced. Yeah. Um, but then on top of that, um, he wants to help, so he's, he's donating... A, a portion of whatever profits he makes. I mean, there really hasn't been profits, but he's still donating from the business uh, income that he's getting from these selling these shirts and helping the veterans. So, like maybe uh, the people that came this weekend, he was able to give uh, money uh, and a nice note to each one of them just to bless them. It wasn't money. He gave he gave gift cards to the restaurants or you know I don't know gas cards or things that kind of things be able to help them to know that people love them and care about them and, and try to give them encouragement to um, keep going, you know. So sure. it's pretty exciting to see our, you know, not even 20-year-old um, trying to process his loss by uh, using his gifts and creativity, artistic abilities, and, and doing this uh, business to be able to help the young people of today and to help veterans that are struggling. So, yeah, yeah we have two uh, companies, actually three companies here. He has a concert that he's put together for artwork and bands December 20th. And he's gone to several um, companies around here, uh, soda companies and food companies, and they're all donating um, wow. their product. To, at, for the concert, so that people can have, you know, drinks, but not alcoholic drinks and not going crazy. So, uh, you know, it, he's trying to get the word out there, and um, and you know, he has a website. I don't. Am I yeah. allowed to say what oh, the website? Of course, is? I was going to ask. That's my next question. Oh. <laughs> sure. Okay. It's uh, Stay Dry thirteen twenty one dot com, and the thirteen twenty. I'm sorry, thirteen thirty one. And the 13 is the day my flight, and the 31 is how old he is. Okay, and your yeah, your phone just dropped out a little bit. The thir- so it's staydry1331.com. The, th- for mm-hmm. the 13 is the day Michael passed, last November 13, mm-hmm. and 31 is how old Michael was. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, guys, we're almost out of time for the show. Uh, I, I, obviously, to pack a, a lot into a small amount of time is uh, do I want to at least try it. So I'm glad that we've been able to talk and connect. And um, thank you for uh, sharing about Michael. Thank you for sharing, Michael. Uh, I got the, another mm-hmm. benefit on the side. I got to take our son, Toby, who flew down and is with you now, to vote for the first time uh, last week. And you know, Toby just turned 18 in July. And he registered in time to be able to vote. And we went, went to the polls together right near the end of the day on Tuesday. And we came out. I said, Mike, he said, Toby, remember, like, this is this is part of the reason Michael went to war. You know, he was at, mm. he was there. So your cousin, mm-hmm. you know, you appreciate have extra appreciation for why we got to just go pull the lever. So. Mm. Um, so thank you for that, too. And uh, um, oh, thank pe- you. Yeah, people will. I'm sure. Uh, I usually ask people what they can pray for you about. Um, I'll ask you that, but of course, people could also pray for you about. For tomorrow is obviously a, a big day because the one year anniversary of Michael's home going. But uh, anything else people can pray for you guys about? Well, I think one of the big prayers is that you know Matt is trying to see what God's doing with Stay Dry and where it's going, and um, one of the one of the uh, videos that's on his either his Instagram or his website, had uh, a song from a rapper who contacted Matt and wants to to promote Stay Dry and wear Matt's clothing line. And so just like where's God taking this and what is Matt supposed to be doing with it and where it's leading, just wisdom and just to see what could happen with this. And, uh, and you know, one of his, Things is he's gotten several barbers in the area to donate their time to do a, um, a haircutting session for um, the homeless. And we have a huge homeless population here that also has a lot of veterans. And then just just all the different things he's putting his hand to to see where God's leading. So just prayer for that and what God, how God will make it happen or whatever. Amen. I think it's a huge prayer for all of us as a family, you know, and that because, you know, Mike didn't die in vain. There's some reason uh, and some purpose and just that God would reveal that to us yeah. uh, in his timing. And hopefully stay dry would just Be part glorify of him. And Thank you guys very much. Love to you both, to Matt, Stacy, Steve, Sharon. And uh, take care of that boy Tobes for us, okay? Sure will. Well. Thanks for sharing it with us. Our privilege. Love you both. Love, you, love you. Bye. 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 My brother Steve and sister-in-law Sharon from Chattanooga. Their son Michael uh, passed away a year ago tomorrow. PTSD after serving in Iraq some years ago. Uh, Veterans Day being yesterday. I'd ask them if they'd be up for coming on just to share about his life, uh, struggles and his walk with the Lord, his service and um, the Lord's work really through all these things. Uh, Sharon shared John fifteen thirteen. greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. And uh, his friends who I met last year, I, I traveled to Tennessee for the service, spoke with a number of them. And um, there were, despite Michael's struggles, bottom line is the Lord used them because even in the midst of his own struggles and working out his faith, uh, he he uh, he knew the Lord enough where the Lord was really helping that light shine into these other people's lives, men and women who are like something's different about you, and you are 
the first person to volunteer to help if I'm in need. You don't just talk, but you're doing and laying your life down. Uh, my brother Steve shared Romans 8:28. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. So um, not to put a bow on things, as Sharon's saying, there's still chapters yet to be written, perhaps with uh, with uh, Matthew's Stay Dry endeavor to help veterans. Uh, again, staydry1331.com if you'd like to look into that. So anyhow, please pray for them if you would. And of course, veterans around you and, and keep your eyes open and just have a heart in general to be of service and of use to the Lord day by day. A lot of people in the world need it. Jim Max and Max 413 Ministries next. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.